Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. The Bills just completed a bizarro game against the New York Jets. The final score is immaterial at this point. Girl, you a mess. That's the president of the Bills backers of Chicago, Sujit. Girl, I told you, you a mess. And joining him, joining all of us, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. We are who we thought we were. Everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. Everything we've done right, we did wrong. Bills and Beers, best way to find us. Subscribe on iTunes. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Use the promo code BNB at myboogie.ag. Use the hashtag BNB to be the social media listener of the week. We have a social media listener of the week. This game sucked. It might be our only listener of the week after that game. (laughs) This was a... uh, Truly a step backwards for the Buffalo Bills in 2017. Not something that was altogether unsurprising, but debilitating nonetheless. We have exercised the demon. No, we have not. That demon dead. That demon is very much alive. <laughs> the Bills are 5-3. and three. Trust the process. We have eight games to play. Go Bills. Buffalo's happening now. We're on the move. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say that this was the opposite of every Bills game in 2017 so far. The defense gave up. We surrendered the ball three times and uh, forced zero turnovers, which has been the formula for success. So if it wasn't that we – it's not like the defense was making up for offensive mistakes. It wasn't like the – the passing game was making up for Shady not playing well. It wasn't like, well, it wasn't like anything because we made mistakes and played poorly at every single position in every single facet of this game. This, we could not have played worse. It was the ghost of Rex Ryan. But it wasn't all bad. There were some positive things about tonight's game. You sure? Yeah, we're going to squeeze some water okay. from this stone. Cass, we'll start with you. Your Labatt Blue MVP of today's contest. Deontay Thompson. <laughs> yeah, okay. That was about it. Sorry, guys, I took it. <laughs> he has probably the <laughs> most meaningless stat line. Doesn't matter. I mean, aside from Tyrod Taylor's, that's fine. Good. Deont- he, he, he caught balls when thrown to him. You know, he, he was present on the field. He had his helmet and a full uniform on. Uh, yeah, so, so that's good. Deontay let's, Thompson. Let's take a lateral step, and I'll give mine to Zay Jones. Caught everything thrown his way. Played injured. Played injured. Got injured on a play where he might have otherwise had a touchdown. It was a dirty play by, excuse me, dirty play by Buster Screen. Um, I'm not going to say the rookie has arrived. He will probably benefit from the newly acquired Kelvin Benjamin, which we'll get to later. Uh, But he was okay, I guess. Suge, MVP of today's game. Steven Hauschka, two onside kicks (laughs) in a row. Okay. Uh, I mean, you never that shit never worked, and it worked twice in a row, which means <laughs> like you have to be one talented son of a bitch to make that happen. But it only worked twice in a row because there was a penalty. It wasn't yeah, like it phantom. worked on twice consecutive. I, twice. Guys, I I genuinely believe that Rex Ryan's curse, like his ghost, is somewhere there in that goddamn stadium because he was there for so long. But well, we beat them in that stadium on Thursday night two years ago. Okay, yeah, but that's different, right? He was because he's embarrassed, though. Now, because look, look at how like 
disciplined I don't wanna, his, I don't his wanna, ex team is. His his ex team is like a completely different organization, and it just shows you how much of a fuck up Rex Ryan was. He's like, oh really? Well, when you come to my stadium and you play my old team, you're I'm gonna not, be, you're gonna giving, be the Buffalo Bills of old. I'm not giving Rex Ryan credit for shit. We've resorted to ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we're at right now. Halloween Cass. was three there's days ago. That we, there's nothing else you can do to explain how inconceivably bad this team played. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not that you know it's yeah. not that they weren't clicking. It's that they were like they didn't get off the runway. Putting the ball on the ground randomly. in scoring position twice. Yeah, and 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 playing uncontested, uncontested, two uncontested fumbles in scoring position. Some of the one of the most sure tackling defenses I've seen in ages could not tackle somebody to save their fucking life. Let's be clear: the Jets didn't win this game. The no. Bills lost this game. The Bills, no, they didn't. Bills didn't play this game. I, I don't know what I don't know what they're talking about here on the post game show. On, what is on, there to talk about? What are they what, like? Uh, what are they going to praise the Jets for? If I'm a Jets fan, I'm, I'm I'm just sitting back saying thank you, Buffalo, because our team sucks and you sucked way worse tonight. So with that in mind, Jenny Cremail, bummer of today's game. I'll go first. Driving down to the game today, driving home from work this afternoon, all I heard about was how great Shady McCoy is in primetime. We'll get to Tyrod Taylor. We'll get to the offensive line. We'll get to everybody who played poorly. But, hey, Shady McCoy, you know what? Um, thanks for nothing. Literally. I know you don't get to call audibles at the line, so sometimes you get handed the ball when things are not going your way. But we needed you. And we got nothing. Yeah, wow, that's a that's a bold bold statement. I don't know that I can blame Shady McCoy running into an eight a front of like twelve people, um, but you know who I will blame is the people that are actually supposed to make the holes for Shady McCoy because our offensive line played one of the worst games I've ever seen any Bills team play. Um, it was a sieve, and we have a mobile quarterback. We have an elusive quarterback, and they somehow figured out a way to take an elusive quarterback and make it so that he not only you know, couldn't didn't have time to throw the ball, but he also didn't have a chance to even run the ball. The pocket would collapse evenly around him. There was never even a running lane. It was disgusting the way this offensive line played. They couldn't open up a hole for the running game. They couldn't protect Tyrod. You know, at first we were saying, oh, why doesn't he do three-drop stops? And it's because I realized that sometimes he didn't even have time for that. Like, he certainly didn't have time for, you know, a typical Tyrod where he has to sit back there for 12 seconds. But it was, I mean, that was a horrendous game by the offensive line. We do have a social media listener of the week. Use that hashtag BNBSM to be considered. I'll send you $5 in your in your local currency equivalent so you can have a beer on the Bills and Beer Crew. We sent it down to Australia last week, but our listener never got in touch with me, so I'm still sitting on $5 Aussie dollars. Roll it over. That's right. We're going to roll it over to... At Sbergs31, Sam, he got right back to us immediately following the game last week and again this week. Uh, so, Sam, looks like you're a Mets fan. Cool, I guess. Uh, yeah, send me your PayPal, Venmo, Chase QuickPay, whatever it is. I'll send you five bucks. You have a beer on us. Cass, Jenny Creamel, bummer of today's game. So I'm going to do something that's never been done before. Okay. And because in the third quarter, no, sorry, 11 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, I was like, this game is over. And my emotions were just raw. And I realized at that moment I needed to jot down every single thing that I hated in this game. Because 
at this moment, I knew I'd kind of start to get over it and start to kind of emotionally heal. <laughs> so I'm going to just, cope. I'm just going to go through this. Missed tackles, running game play calls. So they're just uh, The green hologram on the freaking Jets helmets. God, that pissed me off. That's what that off. was tonight, huh? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Um, the offensive sieve, which, lar- or which uh, yeah. Suji already said, Jerry Gary Hughes. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Shut your mouth. We know that he runs his mouth, and there were actually a few times later in the, pl- in the later in the game he should have been. You're called. talking about the penalty. Yes, yes. I know, ticky tacky, but you know what? Just shut your mouth. Like there must but have been. Jerry Hughes is not capable of that. We know yes. this. Well, Gary Hughes is not. Uh, lack of defensive pressure. You know what? Micah Hyde returning punts. Why? I don't know. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. Primetime football games. Let's like, just we're, stop we're, that. Let's stop that. We're no more. Freaking cursed. Uh, multi- multiple three and outs. This bar being full of, uh, sorry, this bar being full of pansy ass. I come once a year, fans. Wow. And also, Gumby looking players for the Jets. You went after the fans, so it also should Hated be noticed it. that uh, Tyrod now four and seventeen, when trailing by four points at any point in the game. And if any of you ignorant, ignorant bitch ass Bills fans decides to pull up Tyrod's stats for the game, like, yeah, Tyrod didn't have that bad of a game. You dolt. Go look at his stats in the first half or even at the end of the third quarter, and then we'll tell you what Tyrod actually looked like. He was throwing, what is it, 11 to 14 for something like 114 yards. Okay, let's just pull it back. Let's pull it back. So, yeah, the offensive line wasn't great. We didn't have Kelvin Benjamin out there. I, I thought that I actually was okay with that. I was like, let's not force him into the game plan. What the fuck is Tyrod Taylor going to do with Kelvin Benjamin? When has Tyrod Taylor ever thrown into a tight window in his fucking life? Okay, yes, there's that. Oh, I'm getting hot! It's coming back! What about the defensive side of the ball? uh, We'll get to that, too. He got sacked, what, eight times tonight? Nine times? How many times did he get sacked? Add a teen to the end of it. I think 13. (laughs) 13 times he got sacked tonight. Um, Part of the quarterback's responsibility, and this is what kind of, like, annoys me, is that we that we look at so many of the outcomes of the play to evaluate Tyrod Taylor. Okay, so if we're going to do that when he scrambles around and does three spin moves and jukes four guys and then completes a pass for 14 yards, good for him. Guess what else he doesn't get credit for? When he can't, at the line, call out a protection shift and change how the play is called so he's not getting sacked seven times a game. I see quarterbacks. I saw Nate Peterman doing it in the preseason. Now, this isn't a Peterman for starter campaign or anything like that. But we see quarterbacks in the NFL all the time adjusting things to the line. Cass, do do you ever see Tyrod Taylor making adjustments to the line? Zero times. So when Shady McCoy is getting bottled up for negative three yards. When he's getting sacked seven times in a row. When he's getting sacked seven times, you'd think that maybe the quarterback would take a look at the defense and go, we're going to get out of this. And I don't want to hear one more fucking time that Tyrod Taylor isn't allowed to make calls to the line. I don't buy that horseshit for one second. I, I really don't. If I, he is, then that's all the reason why he shouldn't be an NFL quarterback. That's even more reason that he doesn't belong. And I don't, I don't believe that we have now had five offensive coordinators in a row, starting with Nate Hackett and EJ Manuel, that we are the only team in the NFL who've made this decree to our quarterbacks when the play comes in. That's the only thing we can run. I don't buy that for a second. No, we've had shitty quarterbacks who can't change the play at the line and get us into something that we can actually get some positive yardage. So what do we do? We go three and out. 
the first three possessions of the second half and the game gets away from us. This is three years in a row where games are lost because we can't get a first down. Cass, go ahead. Well, I w I, I'm kind of scared right now. <laughs> I don't know how to... Am I, just, I wrong? I just no. Am I wrong bit. about I peed, anything? I peed a little bit. No, you're not wrong. And I think the thing is, is if Tyrod isn't allowed to, like, call plays at the line of scrimmage... Then he doesn't belong out there. Well, here's the thing. Then you know what? You have no balls to go against your frigging coordinator also to be that. like, I know what I'm doing. Shut up. I'm the one on the field. I'm going to take it in my own hands and control the game. You think Ben Roethlisberger has ever not done something because Todd Haley said told him to do one thing or the other? No, no. And that's obviously what Tyrod doesn't have. We, we always talk about these big balls that people have. Well, he has zero balls. He doesn't. And, and I'm, look, 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 look. Let's dial it back here. How's he going to go from 8,000? And as soon as he starts to get me riled up, he's like, let's dial it back. Because, because things went wrong in literally every aspect of today's game. We did not lose this game because of Tyrod Taylor. But you know what? We sure as shit didn't win it because of Tyrod Taylor. A good quarterback can motivate the rest of his team to start to play better, to play out of their minds. We were down 10-7 at half. 10-7. 10-7. And then went three and out the first three possessions of and the second half. Isn't it amazing the way that our defense, as soon as we were down by more than 17-7, they just stopped. They, they let that court. They, they collapsed. Every time that the, the Jets were in the red zone, they just let them run into the end zone. They just I, they quit. I think maybe because they knew that hey you know our offense can do something if we keep it close but they're not going to come back and win a lot you know they're not going to bring I don't know this team gave up on this game from the offense from the defense I don't know if it's because they were tired I don't know if it's because you know they traveled uh, and it was a short week or whatever but for a team that prides themselves on preparation and process. Uh, it was all gone. I mean, this was honestly one of the worst performances I've seen from the Bills in general, uh, including yeah, yeah, yeah. some of the Rex. You, no, you didn't watch Week 17 last year. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I hate yeah, to, but that's a very different. This, we're in the middle of a playoff race against a divisional Dude, let's opponent. Not, okay, you uh, know, so this is this is not. Do, do not. Okay, timeout. Stop. Right where you are. When this team was four and two last year and went to Miami and gave up 230 rushing yards, to J this is this is exactly what we saw. No, there we year. just got our ass beaten by a, a team that was out that was punching us in the face with the running game. Here, we were turning over the ball on unforced turnovers. It was sloppy. Turnovers. It was sloppy. You know, it was just it was it was all these errors that were just they were unforced errors. It wasn't the Jets knocking the ball no. out of our hands. It was us literally falling to the ground and it slipping out of or Jordan Matthews' hands. Or just standing up and handing, literally standing up and handing them the ball. Yeah, I mean, it was what just Raw Dog did. It was it was just unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And that's that's why I say it's a, a, amongst the worst yeah. that we that I've seen in a and, long and time. It, and in 2017, it was a bizarro game. It was. Because it, it's literally the opposite of everything we've seen in the first eight weeks of the year. So I have a question because I feel like tackling was it's also right. horrendous. And beyond the ghost of Rex Ryan, there you go, Suji. I'm wondering, I feel like so many times we're trying to make a play on the ball to strip it, to knock it loose, blah, 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 that we aren't first doing what we're supposed to be doing, which is tackling. I think, honestly, Cass, I'm not going to lie. I think that our team was tired. They look tired. Yeah. They, they look tired. They look sloppy. I mean, they just – and here's the thing. We actually we actually have an old team, all things – and we're oldest in the front seven in our offensive line. So I don't know if these guys just couldn't bounce back 
on a, on a short week when they had to travel or, or what the deal was. Gary didn't. Anyhow. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a that's a really good point. And when you think about, I mean, I, I hate to, it's not Tyrod's but fault. But I, I that think we with lost. the cushion, we would have won. With, with, with a little with, bit of cushion, yes. But I think that the, the the bigger thing here is that this team can't go down by a lot of points. It's just not possible because then a team that the other side doesn't try to press the ball. They the one thing they they focus on. Hey, whatever you do, don't turn the ball over. You know, so the quarterback doesn't throw into tight windows, so we don't get picks. And what we have to do if you have if you're down by more than a touchdown or two is to have a quarterback that can really start to move the ball. Hundred um, percent agreed. And we don't have that quarterback. And we'll do the poll. We'll do the poll when we get Billy Nichols on the line. I, know I mean, he's, he's put, not the reason we lost. The, there were so many other reasons we lost. But at the same time, he made it so ten, that it was ten, impossible for ten, us to come back. Suge, 10-7 at halftime, three consecutive three and outs to start the second half. That's when the wheels came completely off. If Leonard picks off that ball, it doesn't make a difference. Is this a completely different uh, ball game? No, it's not because we, they punted after that and we got a touchdown. So we just happened to get a touchdown of like 30 or 40 extra yards. Because uh, I've been thinking about that, Cass. And that actually was an inconsequential play. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, you know, you never know how it changes the, the, the color of the game, you know? Racist. Uh, yes, yeah, also true. Um, let's get Bill on the line. I'm sick of talking to you guys. I hate this team. love you too. Out of college, money spent. See no future, see no rent. All the money's gone, nowhere to go. Well, folks, it's not a bear market. Lord knows it's not a bull market. It's a bills market. Cha-ching. So to tell us what he's buying and selling this week, it's Buffalo Bill Belcher up there in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. If you buy anything, I'm taking away all of your money. So, Bill, turn it over to you now. Are you buying anything after today's loss? Let's get this over with quickly, just like our team should do. Sell this whole fucking game. Sean McDermott <laughs> should just tell that he should just go in there and say, guys, listen, we're not never watching this tape again. Let's just fucking crumble this thing up, burn it, leave it behind us, selling the whole fucking so, thing. So, so Suge said the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that there are t- there are games where you're not going to benefit from watching. It's just a lack, you know, because it was lack of fundamentals. It which just is happens. Like, it just, just, yeah, it just it was a. The, the team just You know who apart. it doesn't happen to? The fucking Patriots. But you know who nobody ever is? The fucking Patriots. That's right. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but I don't know how many times Tyrod Taylor can sit over there watching um, more film and, like, learning and learning and learning about the game. It's like, bro, you either can do it or you can't. And sorry, because I'm not going to blame the game on him, but it's just one thing that popped in my mind that frustrates me. Well, no, we and we've been down that road that, like, Tyrod... Yeah could do more but it's not his fault and you're right like just just burn burn the tape and and as as we talked about it here this is why teams don't go 16 and 0 this is why teams don't go one and they don't go 0 and 16 like yes fluke games happen unfortunately happened for us against a division opponent on prime time in a game that like could have really, really separated us after half the season was over from the rest of the wild card and the rest of the AFC, but you know, so it goes. Do you know what? Do but you know these what games is, happen. Do you know what is nice is thinking about you know like when things that seem 
the things that happened tonight seem like Billsy, right? Like it's like, oh, like the fumbles and the stupid penalties. Dude, I tackles. would I would go so far as say that it was like Brownsy out there. I mean, yes, I mean, it was every. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like, it was oh, we're, we're, we're doing great except for that one mistake. It was like, Jesus, how are we still in this game given all the mistakes we've made? But it, but if you do, it, I think the one, the one silver lining is that if you look at it in the context of this year only, at least this is the, uh, these are the outliers. Like, yeah, this, this is, is the, the aberration. Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, we, we hope. I was just we're like, only halfway through the or, season. Yeah, or this is the, oh, remember at the beginning of the season we thought yeah. it was all good? We got Kelvin Benjamin, and we thought, oh, we're definitely making the playoffs, and then all of it went to hell. We're making a push for the playoffs. Yeah, you remember when we started 4-0? Said the team that fumbled in scoring position to end the first half and then fumbled inexplicably when nobody touched you down and you just stood up and they took the ball out of your hands. I mean, that was I mean, just come fucking come ridiculous. On. What were they stood doing? Up. Zay Jones was like, Dude, go! And then he turns around. He's like, "Oh shit!" And all the Jets were like, "Gank that fool! Take that motherfucker's money!" And they just—they literally jumped. So, Bill, they jumped that man. Bill, you can't just sell the entire organization top to bottom. We need a little more specifics, and there's got to be something to buy today. Is that—is that really all you have for us? No, I'm fine with uh, him not buying anything, but he can sell a bunch no, of no, shit. No, I was no, just... I mean, no, I'm, I, yeah, I got more things, but I'm saying that. Go on. <laughs> I think. I think it's pretty representative to just sell the entire thing, just like we should be fucking packing up and, you know, these players should never even have to, like, think about this game again. Yeah, no, he was saying sell the whole game, don't sell the whole team. What about Zay Jones? You buying Zay Jones? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, but I think I think not only from a uh, physical toughness standpoint, uh, the way he came back, but also you think about him two days ago, you got Kelvin Benjamin getting uh getting brought in like that could have absolutely crumbled him he could have gone down and that could have made him even more of an emotional wreck and he went in and you know he was ready for game time man like he was the one player who who stepped up and was ready to play yeah the kid has definitely shown some mental fortitude because he did go through a rough time and then he's come back and done nothing but nothing but make actually very strong catches like not not easy catches to make uh So here's the I, I've said this I, I've said this and Bill uh, we're gonna get to the poll here right after this I, I want you to react to it first though I don't see this Sean McDermott let team losing two games in a row I just don't see exactly it. I, I don't exactly see it. and not again well, that's why I said last so week, we're, gonna, like, we're gonna beat we're gonna beat the, we're gonna beat the Saints right like we're gonna come back and beat the Saints we have ten days to prepare. He's been he's been game planning against Drew Brees for the better part of a decade in Carolina. We're gonna win, right? I mean, they're gonna they're gonna bounce back in a big way and keep us all on the hook. I don't know. I think I feel like Lars <laughs> Lars tweeted, "Hey, we got this game in in total control." Blah blah blah. No regrets, baby. Yeah, yeah. No, no regrets. So, Bill, we'll start with you. Given the. Is the this b- the same poll quiet, every, quiet. every week? You know, shit it is. Bills are 5-3, and three, halfway through the season. We're halfway to 10-6. and six. We're, halfway through, we're halfway to a playoff berth. Yes. If the season ended today, do you use one or both of the Buffalo Bills' first-round draft picks on a new quarterback? Yes. Suge, coming to you. This motherfucker, can we stop doing this poll? It's just everyone going to say yes other than you. So why don't you just say it first, and then then we can go on from this. I'm going no. Oh, come on! <laughs> because 
after because I am way, going yesterday. After our way, our defensive line played and our offensive line, we got a lot more issues out there than Ty Rod Taylor. Can't say I disagree, Cass, but I, I'm going to say yes okay. because I, 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 th- I do think that we have some kind of like s- substantive fundamental issues that take place more than just after the ball is snapped. I think that if, if, if it's that big of a jailbreak, that the quarterback needs to be doing more pre-snap. And I, and I know we're we're sort of critiquing here on a women of prayer. Nobody really knows what's going on by watching the broadcast once. But good, we remain ununanimous. I love it, Cass. Bill, what are you drinking up there in Milwaukee tonight? Well, I had a couple good beers, and those were game uh, game times. <laughs> uh, but I also had uh, this horrible, horrible Sierra Nevada beer. What? A, yeah, it was a um, oh a Pronto Pronto IPA. It was like a special IPA. Hmm. And I was just ready for it to be Pronto done, just like I was ready for this <laughs> segment to be done, just like I was ready for the game to be done. I actually had the exact same experience with the beers tonight. We'll get to that later. Bill, uh, Bill, Bill, are you coming downtown so yeah. we can go to Lily's tonight? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Never again should a beer. Uh, if, if ever I see and have in my hand a beer with hibiscus, just fucking shoot me. I actually have a really good hibiscus beer for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. No, I'm serious. There is a good one. Bill, you got a face melter. You got a weekend to enjoy ahead of you. We all do now. Just let's just let's just forget about the bills. Let's spend some good quality time with our families and we'll bounce back in a big way 10 days from now at home where we remain undefeated against the New Orleans Saints. Until then, go Bills. Go Bills. So I'm officially out of money. I'm bad at betting on sports. Uh, this is a dark day. This is a two straight years now that the Jets game on a Thursday night has culminated, accumulated, whatever, into a dark podcast. MyBookie.ag, great place to have fun betting on football games unless you run out of money like I did. You can always put more money on. You can always go back into Give that it 100% bonus. It's perfectly healthy. On your first deposit. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Sunday, though, because I'm going to put some bets I'm, down. I'm, I'm, I am honestly me... staying so far away from football <laughs> on Sunday. I am doing everything in my power to like just com- convince myself that the sport of football doesn't even exist. And uh, D- DePaul, DePaul Blue Demons are opening up their new stadium downtown Winchester Arena on Sunday at 3 p.m. That's done already? Yeah, yeah. First game, Sunday at 3 p.m. Exhibition game. I didn't actually realize that that political quagmire was come to fruition. Oh, no. It came to fruition. And by quagmire, I mean boondoggle. Yeah. (laughs) MyBoogie.ag. Use that promo code B&B. Get 100% bonus on your first deposit. The one nice thing about using MyBoogie this weekend. I I, I burned through my my bonus. I burned through the... Just, just, no. just take me up. No, I, I got like a dollar eighty-seven left on my book. Nice I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with that. I'm not. Roll, roll, the, roll, nice, roll. the nice thing that we got with uh, you know you never know you can turn that dollar thirty-seven cents into two dollars <laughs> and twenty-five cents. I could bet on the Browns this week. I could turn it into five bucks that, so that quick. The uh, the nice thing about booking this uh, betting this weekend is that. There's just no emotional ties, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't care anymore. Lord knows my emotional like, receptors are numb as they can. Because we know that the, the fucking Dolphins aren't doing anything. We know the Patriots are going to take the fucking division. So How have the Jets already played five yeah, division games? Yeah, the Patriots games? aren't even fucking playing. 
So you don't have to be emotionally like guilty for betting on the Patriots. So at this point, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Like it's just nothing fucking matters anymore. My, My fucking Bills helmet is covered by a goddamn Bills do rag because it's so fucking embarrassed at what just happened. Because this motherfucking team is acting fucking crazy for no reason. Everything was going fine. We were fucking five and two. We trusted the goddamn process. And you know what? Fuck you too, McDermott. I had to tr- got me trusting the fucking process. I didn't trust that process for weeks. You guys remember? <laughs> I wanted to see the fucking baby. I wanted to see the fucking baby. But then that motherfucker started crowning. I was like, oh shit, that baby's coming. That baby's. You know what? No, I'm not gonna say okay, it. I'm not gonna right say nothing in. bad. But that now we got fucking clamps on the heads of the fucking baby trying to drag its shit out. And god. Damn it, man. How would you shit the bed this badly? This was the ghost of fucking Rex Ryan until proven otherwise. MyBookie.ag used the promo code BNB. You play, you win, you get paid. Nothing else matters. Well, that sound Hello. means it's time for Tacos Calientes. It's Tacos Calientes. Arriba. I want some taquitos. As we all know, Tacos Calientes is Tex-Mex for hot takes. And here with the Tacos Mas Calientes is Jam and Jeff Day down in Austin, Texas. He's the spokesperson for the Pocky Chips uh, Carolina Reaper. You're all sold out of those, right? Can't take the one chip challenge anymore, right, Jeff? We, we just sold out on Halloween nights. Uh, so good for, for those you. wanting to so terrify their let's just downshift. Buds, they'll have to wait till next year. For one second, like does that like does that all credit go to you for that? Like, do you get a crane for this? Marketing I mean, genius. I mean, is this is this <laughs> is this your baby that has sold out? No, I mean credit credit no, goes Jeff, around. No, I'm, I'm yeah, a, yeah, 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 don't bullshit me. Is this you? For real? Is this no, you? I mean I'm a, I'm a, I would say I'm one of the lead players. I'm one of the lead players. So you're like the the Mike, the you're like the Michael Jordan of the pocket chips. Is basically what you're talking. Yeah, about. Michael Jordan of the pocket. Oh god. So like, so like yeah, there's a Scottie Pippen, but let's be serious. I know. I, w- I wish I wish that we had a good Bills reference to make. <laughs> I was gonna say I wish we had a Scottie Pippen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, w- I, w- I, I wish I wish I wasn't I carrying this team all by myself. Yeah, yeah. I wish we had a reference to make. Hey guys, Jesus it's, uh, it's, Christ. It's a bitter. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough evening here. I um, my, my overwhelming emotion, quite honestly, is just sad. It's just sadness. It's just a little bit of disappointment. I think that we all felt that, you know, this was going to be the game that took us to six to two on a national stage. We proved ourselves to be the real deal, etc. Um, unfortunately. And if I, ha- you know, I think my tacos calientes tonight, and I've been, I was struggling with this, thinking before you guys called, before you called, it, it might, it really just comes down to, eh, tonight wasn't our night. Okay, yeah, you know? okay. Wait, I- look, 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 hold on, hold on. Did we get bills tonight? Is that what this? Was? Did we get bills? Because, because everybody's saying like, oh, I don't, you know, like it'd be the billsiest thing to lose this game and to, to build up our trust and build up our confidence, then kick us in the gut right when it matters Did, is that what happened tonight this is literally what i was just ranting about on is, is on, this, on, on that last segment is, because, is yeah this, because we we finally believe that oh we're not the type of team that will lose uh, a, a game that we're supposed to win we will always play discipline we'll always keep games close because we play discipline and then we just fucking went so billsy but, Here's but what early, I'll say. Earlier Here's this, what I'll say. Hold on. Earlier this season, we were talking about tank. I, I'm, shut I'm up. Going, this shut is up. my segment. Um, we were talking about tanking. Like, is this 
Were we just the first few games this season getting lucky and this is actually the team? I should hope not because we just gave up draft picks to bring in a wide receiver. Jeff, go ahead. Yeah, because I've been trying hard not to overreact to tonight's game. And and I think outside of outside of maybe five teams in the NFL that when they lose, it's always a close game down to the wire. And we know who those five teams are out. And, and we never and by the way, we never thought the Bills were, were one of those five teams. Right. No one has ever thought the Bills were one of those teams outside of those teams. Every other team has losses where they look like crap. Even the Steelers and, have had a we look like even the Patriots. This I, year I was literally looking up the Steelers. because I knew that there was a game. Have, that they have did had that. A, I mean, the Steelers, whether it's the Panther. I mean, guys, we can, I mean, whether it's the Giants in two of their Super Bowl years. And I would say, you know, outside of and this is why I'm trying not to to overreact, because outside of the Patriots, the the Packers, when they have Rodgers, you know, perhaps, you know, a few other teams that keep every single game close and that are that are part of the elite tier of the NFL outside of those teams, every team has the, you know, has the has the um, has the occasional lay an egg. So, OK, but and what I. But uh, let me stop you there. So let's talk Os Calientes this. I think yeah, a lot I think, of I think yeah. a lot of people at five and two were like, I don't think this is the real Bills. I don't know what's really happening here. So was was today a regression to the mean? Was today a letdown? Or or were we justified in saying this team is gonna let us down and it's gonna happen in a big way and now it's starting? Or was today an anomaly? Which is it? What's your tacos calientes? Pick one. I guess it's the it, everything went wrong on the same night. You know, I mean, I think we we from the first snap but, to but the last. But has everything snap. been going right on a, to at an unsustainable pace? That's what I'm asking because the yeah. we were we were we lost the turnover margin zero to three tonight. That is a 180 from where we've been. We've been winning the turnover margin 4 to 1, 3 to 0, 2 to 0, 4 to 1. like today it was I the think... opposite. So what which is it? Is was were those games what we should expect or was this game the anomaly or was this game a regression of the mean? I think that I think this game to I, I think the Bills are the type of team that are uh, let, let me say this: we're we're an eight and eight team that has the possibility to be ten and six or the possibility to be seven nine, depending on sort of the way that the ball bounces or depending on a few plays in any given game. But it's been going and, our way. That's the problem. In the it, first seven games, it went our way. The reason why I yeah. think that this was the anomaly as opposed to okay. you know, the rest of the season is because of the fact that we did so- we had sound fundamentals, right? It wasn't just getting a pick where you happen to be in the right spot where Matt Milano, you know, or sorry, where whatever his face knocks the ball out and Matt Milano's right there to catch it, which is just, yeah, the ball bouncing the right way for us. But it was things like sure tackling, right? That first game of the year when we were playing the Jets, you know, they would throw a screen pass and the person that would, would rush into the ball would tackle the person right at right where they caught the ball. Um, and it was sure tackling. It was, you know, yes, it was, of course, Tyrod not turning the ball over. And then over. Leonard Johnson dropped the pick tonight. Yeah. Right. And then so and that's it, why it was like that was that was the, the thing that was so weird. You know, and it, go ahead. 
I know. I was gonna. I'm gonna agree with you, Suge, and and Talara. So I, I sort of I understand your question now, and I'm gonna say I think that I think tonight's more of the anomaly, and I think it as I think about three of the pivotal plays, one of which Suji just mentioned, which is the Leonard Johnson, you know, easy pick drop. Um, but the other two, which were uh, offensive fumbles, um, and the reason. Not offensive. And, that, and that's offensive. exactly right, Lars. That is exactly that was exactly the point that I was going to make, which is that they were not caused truly by the defense or any. You know, there was the first was just literally the ball falling out of Jordan Matthews' arms. Shit happens, right? Unfortunate play. The second of which was just a really odd play, right? With O'Leary making a great catch, thinking he's down, he gets back up, the ball fumbles, and. And both of those, by the way, are in scoring position, Yep. right? In a game that was ultimately, before it got out of hand, a game that was always within, you know, 10 points, within two scoring possessions, and we had two of those possessions taken away by self-induced um, offensive turnovers, this feels to me more like the anomaly than the regression to the mean. It, hmm. it feels that way to me. Okay, that's, Jeff, a, that, do you think that's that, an optimistic take. Do you think that this defense gave up after we, we let them score after 17-7? It sure, it sure as hell looked like it. <laughs> didn't um, it. I mean, didn't it look I like mean, they were letting them waltz into the end zone? They just didn't care I, anymore? I mean, I, I think we. I kept, I kept saying to myself, okay, we are, you know, we're one defensive play play away from being back into this game. I mean, do you, and, I mean, it's one of those things where do you think like the Patriots when they were down? Okay, now let's not ever compare them to the Patriots, but but even still, even the Chicago Bears, right? Two weeks ago, I forgot who the hell they were playing. They were down by like three touchdowns, and they came back. Um, and, and and so, I mean, they didn't give up. Shit, if the Chicago Bears don't give up, we certainly shouldn't be giving up because we're down more than ten points. You know, like, we should say that it was early. It was, like, early in the third quarter that we were down that much, and yet suddenly it just felt like, oh, well, this game. And I guess I, I wonder maybe it's the fact that they're tired, maybe it's everything, but that I just felt like this team was also mentally tired. Yeah, it just, yeah. Well, it looked like, it looked like several pay- players on the defense were recovering from broken hands. You know, the way they were tackling yeah. or, or injured. It just looked, I mean, the guys that we've come to expect to make plays, right? When we've talked about for years, like who's going to make plays. Today, no one on the def- on the defense made any plays. No. Yeah, I but, mean, no one. But they've been going, we've been asking that of them for six games. Like You're the right. offense really has not putting anything on their shoulders and carrying the defense. I mean, maybe a little bit against Tampa Bay, you could say that. You're right. But, like, that gets tiring. That yeah. gets tiring to defense players that every time you get back out there, you got to be like, all right, one of us has got to make a play. Which it's is like, why my critique goes back to Tyrod. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. I- I'm sorry, but, like, having your defense bail you out is not sustainable. That, you know, maybe. See, see maybe, Grossman, maybe, maybe. comma, Rex, circa 2006. So right. maybe. that's Maybe that's a fair assessment. Or the defense was just so freaking uh, – they used all their energy in the first few – games because if you look at the point total right it was like they they hadn't given anyone more than 20 points and then and what the fuck is happening with the music in this bar right now everything just got real fucking wild well i can get wild too god damn it all i'm saying is that this defense has given up 300 yards passing reliably in the past few weeks they've given up well over 20 points reliably in the past few fucking weeks and so I don't know. Maybe this defense isn't as hot shit as we thought it was. Yeah, they can get some picks, 
but they're still going to let that keep that other team on the field because they're going to run up and down the field. I spent I spent much of the, the post game asking myself, is it the offense fault? Is it the defense fault? And the answer out of tonight's game is I don't know. I don't know. I don't exactly know. It's hard to tell. You know, the two offensive fumbles were huge. The defense never made a play. It was just it was not our night on either side of the ball. Um, I'm not yet willing to panic. Um, but certainly next week against the Saints will be a very telling outing and dictate, you know, I think in large part the rest of the way the season goes. Right on. What are you drinking down there in Austin tonight? I had about a dozen Bud Lights. Um, <laughs> you know, that was that was in my fridge. That's I had what them you in set out koozies. to do. I, I like that. Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 I was it was nothing fancy tonight. It was an old blue collar Bud Light day. Unfortunately, it did not work for me. Well, Jeff, we'll be talking to you about 10 days. Until then, go Bills. All right, go Bills, guys. So we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card! It's the Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills, but we do so drinking beer. Tonight we had a lot of the bad blue. Bills and Beers crew. I started off the evening with the uh, Green Bush Demeter. I did not like it. So there you have it. We are honest about our beer selection. Sometimes we drink things you don't like. I downshifted. Although it's a bit of a lateral shift. This is a good ass beer. The Three Floyds Gumball Head. It's always good for what ails you. It is a bit of an ale itself. So it's good for what ALEs you. Highly recommend it. Jay, we got the lovely Jay Hutton sitting with us. What are you drinking tonight, Jay? All right, listen up. We got the Greenbush Vindication from Sawyer, Michigan. It's actually been pretty good. I've had it the last couple of weeks. It has hand-picked Michigan blueberries combined with the velvety smoothness of a wheat tail. Uh, and supposedly, it's only one of two kegs shipped to Chicago, which I think is bullshit. Handpicked. So that's one vote for and one vote for against the good folks at Greenbush. So Hell's listeners, it. you got to make up your minds on your own. Cass, what are you drinking tonight? I post out blue light, blue, and <laughs> high quality H2O. Post out. Okay, Suge. So, yeah, we had our blue, and then I moved on to... Did somebody have this last week, the Founders Mosaic Promise? Yeah, we've had that like five or six yeah, weeks. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, <laughs> it's good. I generally think that Mosaic Hops... I'm going to get in trouble for this one, but I, I, I genuinely think that Mosaic Hops have an, a, a, a slight hint of vagina. <laughs> I'm not, I swear to God, I've tried to explain this to people. I am not where you're going. I don't, like, this, the flavor of Mosaic I don't know what it is. It leaves a funky taste in my mouth. Funky. And it just, that's literally the first time I tried it, I was like, Yeast? Yeah, no, it's not. It's not the yeast. Beer has yeast, bro. It's not the yeast. It's there's something about it that just makes me think that I just had special time with a lady friend in my mouth. Okay, so uh, this game, this game was over. This game was over with like four minutes to go in the third quarter, right? I mean, yeah. like yeah. it was done. And uh, I know Cass is a former college athlete. Suits 
No, I was the captain of my high school ski team, though. Yeah, That's you right. Were. I was the only That's, brown person yeah, on that mountain. Yeah, you were. You sure were. Uh, I played some sports growing up, and uh, I'm I'm proud to say that in my high school days, I was a part of predominantly winning programs. Yeah, I was a NCAA conference champion. Yeah, yep. So but you know what? You got that in college. I but in high school, I played the bench. Yeah, right, right, right. That's that's what we're getting to here. So um, it's it's a hard transition for a lot of athletes, and I gotta imagine that like the more elite you get, like and, and cast. So you won at the collegiate level. I won at the high school level. My I I I played college. Oh, I won at the high school level too. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. I I played college water polo. My Water polo team won the state championship when I was a junior. Uh, we did very well my senior year again. It was a letdown for the ba- our basketball team that I also played on that if we scored or if we had less than 20 wins a season and our baseball team that I also played on, we were always in competition for district and uh, league championships. And then I got to college and our water polo team sucked. Like we weren't good, and it's weird. It's like it's it's yeah. weird when, when you're all of a sudden a part of a program that doesn't like rely on winning. When when winning isn't something that you're used to doing. And, and so you and, mean the Bills? Well, what I mean is, so you got to think that these these players, they they were studs in high school. I'm I'm sure everybody who's in the NFL, I doubt any of them were on losing high school football teams. For the most part, they're all on winning college teams. So when they get to the pros, losing is probably a bit of a culture shock for them. And it is. It is. That's why I gave the preamble, giving my own example, because it's, it is different to be on a team that doesn't, like, take winning for granted. It becomes weird. So when you're yeah, so, I mean, at, so on a team like tonight, when, like, the game is out of hand with a good – 19 minutes to go. What do you do? What do you do? Especially so, when you're the guy who's not getting in. Right. So, I mean, that was that was the whole thing. It's like, we were sitting there in the bar. This game was over. And I was thinking, I was like, I was like, how do I keep this game entertaining? I'm sure everybody saw when the guy that holds the uh, first down marker, where he, <laughs> just, where he just literally got so scared ah. that someone was going to hit him that he, like, fell to the ground and dropped the first down marker, and then no one came anywhere near him. <laughs> like, that was definitely one of the most exciting parts. Like, the other thing, and it's not this game, but remember when someone threw a dildo onto the field? <laughs> like, that was amazing. Like, and also I was looking for things to keep it interesting, and, of course, there's always beer. Um and but you don't have that option when you're a player, right? You can't just start drinking on the sidelines. Although I'm pretty sure that who was it, Dan Carpenter? <laughs> I'm sure he was drinking a little flask. So, but I, the thing that's really scary is like, what do you do if you're Lafayette Pitts, right? Okay? Yeah. And you're left cornerback number three, right? Or I mean, I'll, or, I'll or, hand or this Lee. to you. Who, like, was it Kahar Lee? That's yeah, someone like... whose last name is Lee and wears 88. I'm like, who the fuck is that big dude? What is he doing? Like, what? he's got to be able to do something. What he's is huge. he doing for the last? 19 like, and so what do you do? I'm like, are you like, they don't allow the phones out there, so you can't be on Instagram, you get fined if you do that. I'm just thinking, like, there's some people back there that are doing, like, you know how, like, there's, like, advanced patty cake? 
You know, like that, like the real good people that are real good at patty cake. They like just like. I so, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna interrupt you guys because there's one thing we definitely know that's going on, and every guy is like trying to find the hot girl in the stands. Yeah, so that is definitely true. going on. Oh, yeah. um, but I'm gonna take this also to the new guy on our team because he sat the entire game yeah, today sure on the bench. And I would not be surprised if he's like, hey, guys, can we, can we take back that trade? Like, I do not think I want to be I on was this actually team. okay with the Panthers where we went to the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but one thing I noticed with him, and I think he's probably doing that, he's got some, like, lotion in his pocket, and he's applying it to his face. Because Wait, you noticed he had lotion in his because, pocket? Because, yeah, because he's got that baby face. Yeah, he does. And I know black don't crack, but he, like, seriously looks like he's 12 years old <laughs> and maybe it's because i'm getting old but i swear he's got to be like moisturizing during the game he's got to be like oh good i got plenty of time like, he's got like little like you know biori like open air strips going under his eyes he's like oh those aren't black strips you know the black strips that they wear to like eye block black. out the yeah, yeah the eye black no those are actually like biori strips that he's wearing to make sure his pores are cleaned out he's got like a baby Face. Well, Cass, let me ask you. So, you said that you did a little bench riding in college soccer. Did you guys ever do anything to pass the time? Like, so I, I will say that I was the annoying player on the bench that like got into people's heads that were on the field. Are the opponents? Yeah, the your... opponents. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah. I just like fucked with them. I was like, oh yeah, you like number ten when she came over. To, oh, number ten, number ten, number ten. Like no one could hear it, but we just fuck with them. So when uh, uh, my senior year, we in college. Uh, I went to Bucknell. We had a good basketball team my junior and senior year. So it was like the closest thing I had to a big college program. And my roommate, I had two roommates. We lived in a house. And we sat directly behind the cheerleaders. And my one roommate just deputized himself as lead opposition research. <laughs> and this was like in the early days of Facebook. So he would go and look at all of our opponents and like find out information about their sisters yeah. and everything so like we would come like very very well armed to have very very personal attacks against our yeah, I opposition love i love that and we also split a bottle of jaeger before every game so that was uh <laughs> not that's not why you lost i'm just i'm just saying no we did we did great uh we did great my senior it was a lot of fun uh, I didn't, but I didn't know if you guys did like spitting sunflower seeds into a bucket or something silly like that. No, no. I mean, I my thing was I I, I sat down by the water jug too because yeah. I didn't want to sit near the coach. Well, that's, like, that's like man in the cake. Yeah, like, you get to talk to exactly, everybody. exactly. Yeah. And I like stood up because I was like, oh, I'm not gonna sit down. I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna be up. I'm gonna be ready to go. I'm ready to go. Never but played. I like that idea of of the players finding the hot girls in the stands, and I, this is a hard question, Suge, that you're posing here because. I feel like if you're in a, we, we brought it up earlier tonight in reference to Micah Hyde. Why is he feeling punts? He's our best defensive back. He's the first. He's the only defensive back in Bill's franchise history to win player of the month. And he's back there fielding punts. I, I feel like if you were. And a, he didn't do much today either. No, like, no, he didn't. But if you're a member of the Buffalo Bills, like you're expected to play offense, defense, special teams, get the water. Like do the push-ups at halftime. Like what? Like be be part of the marching band. What aren't you expected to do as a member of the Bills fans? So well, but that's one. This, this is a hard question to answer because if, everybody's got to be a Swiss Army knife on this if team. If Micah Hyde has to do all that shit, there's nothing for Lafayette Pitts to do. Okay, <laughs> Lafayette Pitts is so fucking screwed. He's bored on. He literally fell asleep. You know what he does? <gasps> that's what he does. You know how they have that little tent? 
<laughs> then he goes in there and takes a nap. That's why, like, when Shady gets injured, he's like, Lafayette, get your ass out the fucking tent, man. Go sit on the side and do something. Learn something. Watch something. That's exactly what so they go and sleep in the tent. That's what it is. Just search Bills and Beers. Best way to find us on Facebook and Twitter and to subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. Use that hashtag BNBSM and I will personally send you $5 so you can have a beer on us or the $5 equivalent in your local currency if you're outside the United States. And go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code BNB. We got 10 days off. Woo! Till we head, head back to New Era Field. It is a return to the process. To take on the New Orleans Saints. And again, this is a little bit of a Jeff Schwartz situation. If you recall, the one the one year that Jeff Schwartz captained our defense, it was against the division that he had been game planning for for the five or six years prior. We have that going on this year in Sean McDermott and the NFC South. So I'm feeling pretty good. And I said before already on this podcast, I don't expect a Sean McDermott-led Buffalo Bills team to lose more than one game at a time. Bills 27, Saints 17. Cass? Wow. Uh, guys, I just, I can't. Uh, find it. Like, I, find I know. it. Dig deep down and find it, baby. Fine. 23-22, Bills. There it is. Wow, it's close. Guys, these are the times that try men's souls. <laughs> We are going to be put in a position where we have to beat New England at least once. Because you know what? If we don't, we don't deserve to be there. We need to at least be even with our with with uh, a what is a imperfect Patriots team. So we're going to lose this game, but then we're going to make it up by beating one of the Patriots. We're going to lose to the Saints. You are going to lose to the Saints, and it's going to be gut check time. It's going to be you lost. You lost we're two in a row. Be five and four. We're going to be five and four. And the remainder of the season, we're probably going to go, I'm going to guess, 9-7 and seven, or maybe 10-6. and six. And that's going to be the thing. It's, it's going to come down to the end of the season where we have to sweep Miami and we have to beat the Patriots once. And it's going to be, at least we'll be watching Bill's football that matters at the end of December. So I think that that's what's going to happen. I think that we're going to lose this game and it's going to be, okay, it, ask yourself are, is this the is this the same bills team doesn't matter new coach doesn't matter is this the same bills team or are you guys different is this team different and i think that they're actually going to make a swing at the end of the i think they're going to lose these two games and it's going to be cuz they haven't had a gut check yet okay i feel like uh, there's not there's not going to be a bigger gut check than what just happened well yeah but then to lose again i think against a very good team i feel like lose again and we're going to see some of the form tackling that we saw late in the fourth quarter no i so that's the thing i think that they're going to play well but that new orleans, uh, new orleans is just going to outplay them they're not going to lose the way they lost today right. but then they're going to be two games down in a row and it's 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 gut check time and if Sean McDermott, if what he preaches is that he can keep this team together, then they will come back because there are easy wins and they'll get their confidence back. And that's that's going to be ultimately what makes or breaks the season. We shall see 10 days from now. Until then, stay tuned, stay woke. Use that hashtag BNBSM and go Bills. Stay positive, baby. Let's go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. The Bills make me want to shout.